Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. Today's episode is about dealing with insecurities and jealousy in relationships. These are common feelings that I'm sure we've all experienced that can often creep into our hearts and our minds and can become very overwhelming. I'll talk about how we can unravel some of the complexities of these feelings and also how to handle them constructively in your relationship. I am certainly someone who is very familiar with feeling insecure and jealous at times. And certainly throughout all of my relationships, I've experienced these feelings and I've been on both ends. I've been the person who has felt insecure and jealous and I've been on the receiving end of a partner who has felt that way. These are extremely natural and normal feelings um, and you know, they occur in many spaces in life outside of relationships as well. I'm sure that we've experienced it at work or in, you know, at home within the space of your family, with friendships. There are many areas where we felt this. But there is a difference between insecurities and, and jealousy. So I think starting off by not conflating the two and understanding that insecurities stem from our own doubts within ourselves. And that's, again, a very natural and normal thing. I think many of us have different doubts and our own insecurities about ourselves. Um, and jealousy is where we fear losing someone. You know, when we're talking about relationships, it's that fear or the perceived threat that we might lose our partner or that there's an actual threat to our relationship, perhaps to another person. Now, obviously these feelings are completely normal, as I said, um, but they'll also vary in terms of the frequency, the degree in which we might feel it. And having these feelings in themselves is absolutely not wrong. It's not a bad thing to feel these things. But when we leave them unchecked, when we don't handle or manage them in a healthy and appropriate way, it's something that can really take hold and take over a relationship. Speaking from my own experience, it's something that can also lead to a lot of unhealthy or toxic behaviors or patterns that just really aren't conducive for building a healthy relationship with a partner. So I want to start by sharing a bit about my own experience when it comes to these feelings of insecurity and jealousy. For me, through all of my life, I have certainly felt this. And when it comes to jealousy, one of my earliest memories is actually not in a romantic relationship, but it was when seeing my dad's interactions with sometimes just other women and whether it was innocent or not, um, I perceived them to be threatening to my family dynamic. So I remember seeing my dad 
talk to another woman and you know maybe it was just like a bit extra friendly maybe it was flirtatious I'm not sure but I remember seeing it and thinking that there was flirtatious behavior going on and feeling really jealous Uh, and I didn't do anything about it but there's yeah there are a couple of memories that really stand out for me in those moments and you skip forward to my relationships as an adult And I have certainly felt overwhelming senses of jealousy through different relationships. Um, And then at different moments, feeling insecure for different reasons. So there have been times in one relationship where my um, partner at the time shared with me how many sexual partners he had. And immediately I felt this sense of insecurity because I hadn't had any other sexual partners and so I felt like I wasn't going to be good enough that he had all these people to compare me to and it was me having doubt about myself the insecurity was related to me and you kind of contrast that with different moments where I've been jealous and that's because perhaps a you know I think on in on one occasion I can think of before Um, my ex and I started dating there was another girl that was also interested in him and I felt really jealous you know I felt like she was trying to swoop in even though she knew actually she knew that we had started seeing each other and I think at that point we'd started dating and she was still trying to you know (laughs) what's the word nosy away in I can't remember what the saying is I'm, t- I'm terrible at English sayings anyway she was trying to get in there um and I felt really jealous you know and, and kind of rightly so I suppose even though he had reassured me that it wasn't a problem um but there was just that perceived threat and feeling those things is is obviously okay it's a normal thing but what happened for me though is that it brought about unhealthy behaviors and so that's where it's important is to look at what are like causes and triggers and stuff for these like it could be you know, a real threat, which it was in the second case, or just something that sometimes can be built up in your mind, which has also been the case for me. You know, these feelings often have deeper roots. And for every individual, that's going to look different. I don't think there's just this one template that we can apply and say, well, the reason that you feel insecure and the reason why you feel jealous is this and then that's it. Um, You know, these deeper roots can come from many different areas in life and they, you know, these feelings can be triggered by past experiences, by societal pressures and certain expectations, cultural norms, your family upbringing um, and can obviously even come and stem from our own self-esteem. So, it's important to look at what some of those causes and triggers are. So when we talk about past experiences, 
obviously if you've been in a relationship before where something has happened to cause you to feel insecure or jealous for any reason, then it's quite likely that that is going to play back out again. You're going to be triggered by a similar experience, even though it's not the same person with a different partner. So an example of this for me is with my relationship with my ex at the start of our relationship, he told me about all these types of women that he was attracted to. And it was essentially a description of everyone who did not look like me. Now, prior to that, um, I was a very secure person when it came to like many different areas of my life. I've got insecurities, of course, but I was very secure in how I looked, in my appearances, and it took me a long time to get there because throughout my teenage years, I struggled a lot with my body image from like actually quite a young age, even before I was a teenager, I struggled quite a lot. And so there was a lot of work that I had to do to get to a point where I was really happy and content with how I looked. And I didn't lean on other people's validation to feel good about myself when it came to my appearances. And uh, despite all of that work, getting to that point and then being in this relationship where I had a partner telling me, you know, I like girls with curly hair and who are Latin. It's like just all these, all these descriptions of a woman that I'm not, um, that he, I don't even think he said once, like there are a few different conversations and he would often like ask me what, I thought was attractive in a woman and like would point out this one was attractive and stuff. And I'm not sure what ultimately his aim was, but what it did for me was like ultimately kind of left me starting to feel quite insecure about myself. And, you know, despite having different conversations, which I did not end very well, like he was not someone who then, Yeah, I mean, we don't even have to get into that, but we didn't have great conversations about that. But then carrying into my current relationship, there would be, you know, it's a very natural thing. And I absolutely accept and agree that it's a very natural thing to find other people attractive. For me, that's like not an issue. And I I think that that's very normal. Um... But I remember in the very early stages with David that he maybe we were talking about attraction and I brought it up with him, you know, that I've got these past triggers from this previous relationship because he said all of these things like there's a little part of me of when I hear anything that's like remotely close to that, it kind of triggers something. And so these past experiences, it's always so interesting how they can play out and reactivate certain insecurities within ourselves um, or, you know, activate a feeling of jealousy where if you've had someone cheat on you in the past and they did it in a certain way, then maybe if you start to see a similar behavior. It's not even the same and there's actually nothing going on, but you see something similar, it's going to re-trigger that feeling of jealousy. So 
understanding ourselves and going, hey, I've got these past experiences and this is when these feelings are triggered or brought back up um, is just something that informs us. Like ultimately these feelings inform us about ourselves. Relationships are such wonderful tools to mirror things back to us, mirror ourselves back to us. I'm sure you've heard me say it in previous episodes before, but all relationships, whether they um, are beautiful, healthy, fruitful relationships, or even the ones that aren't, no matter what relationships, particularly romantic ones, will always mirror stuff back to us. And it's an opportunity for us to have insight on ourselves. So past experience can be triggers. Then you've got just general societal pressures, cultural norms and expectations around relationships. I think they can really trigger certain feelings of jealousy and insecurities. Um, you know, depending on your upbringing and what you've been told to believe is is right. So you might expect certain behaviours or certain ways of being from your partner. And as a result, this spurs on these feelings, right? Uh, and of course, if we're talking about insecurities, which stems from our own self-doubt, well, our own self-esteem plays into this. I'm sure you've heard some cliches about, you know, you can't love others until you love yourself. But truly, these insecurities that we have, if you uncover the layers of, well, why is it that in this moment with my partner, am I feeling insecure? Is it something I'm feeling is lacking within myself? When I've asked myself that question in relationships, it typically comes back to this deep subconscious layer within me where I ultimately feel that I'm not worthy to be loved, that me alone as Amanda, I'm not enough and that I have to earn it. I have to be good enough. I have to be pretty enough or whatever, insert blank here, enough in order for you to stay, in order for you to choose me. So in these moments I've had in previous relationships when I've felt a mo- you know, a bit of insecurity, that's ultimately where it's come from. It's come from how I have viewed myself and whether it's like a moment where I forget my value and my worth and I forget that I don't have to earn love, that I am worthy to be loved, but that's when it's come out. And all of these things are ultimately important because they have an impact on our relationships. These feelings of insecurities and jealousy can wreak havoc on relationships if they aren't handled constructively and managed well. Um, What they can lead to is obviously misunderstandings, they lead to arguments and fights and ultimately perhaps even a breaking down of trust within a relationship. You know, in my marriage in our former marriage in um in the early stages of our relationship 
up until then I had exhibited pretty toxic and unhealthy behaviors when I would become jealous or insecure in any way. And what I would do in previous relationships is I go through my partner's phone and it's a behavior that I really detest now because it's something that I used to do and I really disagree with. So, and at the time I I knew that it was wrong, but I justified it within myself, you know, what I was ultimately feeling was deeply not believing that I was good enough for someone to stick around for. So there was, there were two things at play. One is within myself, not believing that I was worthy and good in, good enough, quote unquote, to stick around for and to be faithful and loyal to. And then on the other hand, I had these, you know, this trauma from my childhood because my dad had cheated on my mum. So there was the feedback from childhood that you get cheated on. Like even in a relationship where I had perceived my parents to have this like great loving relationship, even there my mum got cheated on. So deep in my subconscious it was this belief that I would also get cheated on. So there there were two things at play, but then how did they impact the relationship? Well, for one, it meant that I was going around expecting, even if it wasn't super conscious, there was an expectation that I would get cheated on, first of all. Then it also meant that I never fully trusted my partners. Um, And for sure, that impacts the way that you interact. It impacts how vulnerable I was willing to be. Um, and then it also meant that sometimes I would just go batshit crazy over things that weren't real or didn't actually matter. A lot of these behaviors played out with my ex and we had a lot of different arguments and there was conflict and that was a huge catalyst for me to go to therapy and then to work through a lot of the behaviors and these patterns of behaviors that were playing out. And from that, I stopped this behavior of going through people's phones, thankfully. Um, And it really started to shift my perspective because I was then able to deal with the roots of these feelings rather than just trying to kind of manage them on this surface level and thinking that I was alleviating any of these feelings by doing something like going through someone's phone and not finding anything. So then going, cool, okay, I trust him. And what that did was it allowed this incredible space for me to properly, fully trust someone completely. And he was the first partner who I've ever trusted in that way. Like completely knowing that, um, yeah, I was like really secure in that relationship and there was no doubt in my mind. That was like the first time I ever fully experienced that kind of level of security, safety, um, complete trust and a big sense of freedom in the relationship as well. So 
that's a little bit on, I guess, how these behaviors, these feelings, sorry, can manifest into certain behaviors and how they impact relationships. And I'm sure we've all got our own stories on the other side of that, being the person experiencing another part, you know, a partner's insecurity and jealousy. I shared in a previous episode about um, boundaries versus control. Well, the way that manifested with my ex was he was feeling insecure. He was feeling a bit jealous. And what he turned that into was dictating my behavior and trying to cut me off from my male friends. He was trying to control all these behaviors. And that is where it plays out in a toxic and unhealthy way. So yes, while these feelings are absolutely normal, we want to manage them in a healthy and constructive way that ultimately makes us more aware of ourselves, allows us to understand ourselves better and also understand our partners better, but then hopefully brings about deeper connection within the space of a relationship as well. So what are things that you can actually do to navigate these very challenging emotions at time? First of all, for me, the most important thing is open communication with your partner. One of the most effective ways that I have found to tackle a feeling of insecurity or of jealousy is by talking about it with my partner. Um, Where you can feel safe and there's a safe space for both of you to express any feelings without judgment, that is just the most beautiful way to be vulnerable. It's an opportunity for you to be really honest and to show up as yourself and say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm feeling. Um, And then being able to share your fears, your concerns, Ultimately, what it allows for is an opportunity to build trust within the relationship. It allows an opportunity to understand each other more, to strengthen the bond and the connection there. And I've shared this example in perhaps a couple of previous episodes, but it's just one that really stands out for me because of how David handled it and spoke to me. And that was when he was telling me about a couple of new female friends he'd made. I was, um, overseas, we were doing long distance and I shared with him that I was, you know, feeling a little bit jealous, not that I wanted him to change his behavior or not to have friends or anything like that. I just told him that these things came up naturally for me. And that brought about some thoughts and some fears of being cheated on, not because I really thought that he's capable of cheating or that I think that he would, but just because of this past history that I have in my family, that there's a tiny part of me that, that sometimes expects that. And and this is where these feelings get triggered a bit. And he was just so wonderful in holding that space for me to share that and was very reassuring and I felt 
safe and secure in our relationship and it just alleviated the overwhelming sense of that feeling, you know, and that's all that happened. We didn't have to talk about it again and I didn't have to talk about it again, in fact. And when he shared about these friends afterwards, like I didn't feel anything anymore and it was just being able to to speak about it openly um, was so helpful for both of us, for him to see me and understand me and for me to be able to trust him with these kind of uglier parts of myself. It's what I perceive as like, oh, I don't want to be this person, um, but I get to show him because it's just a part of who I am. So open communication, extremely important. That's certainly one of the first things. Um, Secondly, setting boundaries. And if you want to talk more about boundaries, obviously go back to episode 38, I believe, about boundaries versus control. It's important to establish healthy boundaries with yourself, with your partner, and ensure that both of you feel comfortable and respected. A boundary for me that I set within myself because of previous behaviors is is respecting privacy. Now, now the boundary for me is that, but also I kind of I set that for others, which is I respect my partner's privacy and I don't go through people's phones. And that would be one of my boundaries. Like if a partner said to me, I need to go through your messages and read your messages in order to trust you that would be a no-go for me. Not because there's anything to hide, but because I see that behavior as unhealthy and perpetuating um, something that is toxic, that ultimately it, it deals with something at a surface level, but doesn't actually allow you to go into the layers and work through the insecurities that you have within yourself. So, Having boundaries and setting those and understanding what they are, extremely important. And for me as well, I've got boundaries that I have with, say, my uh, male friends, you know, and these are within myself to ensure that there are never any misunderstandings that all my male friendships are platonic. And so that's something that I have and something that I have spoken to my partner about. It's like, okay, what are your boundaries within your friendships with other women? And it's not so that I can change them or reestablish them. It's just to understand each other better. The next thing that we can do, and this is within the space of working with our partners, right? Um, And then I'll go into some things that we can do on our own, which is extremely important. So the next thing is cultivating trust. I'm sure we'd all agree that trust is an extremely important cornerstone foundation of any relationship. And in order to build and to maintain trust, It requires time for sure. I don't think that we cultivate this high level of trust overnight for someone or that we ought to just give all of our trust 
to anyone. Um, but I do think that there's a there's a certain level of trust that we give to our partners and then more trust is cultivated over time. So through time, um, through consistency, through honesty, particularly in hard times or hard moments or sharing things that we might not want to share um, and in being reliable partners for one another and in maintaining and allowing and holding a safe space for our partners. So I, excuse me, I look at my relationship at the moment and in any point where I have felt uh, a sense of insecurity, a sense of jealousy, or even other times when I haven't shown up as my best self, when I have been like, I just feel extremely hormonal and a little bit batshit crazy. Um, and David is able to hold that space for me to just exist and be as I am. There is this level of consistency and reliability the feedback is constantly the same. And so there's this trust that's just built over time. And each time that we have and manage a difficult conversation, it creates a deeper connection for us. Each time where I can be completely honest with him or he can come to me and be really honest and share about things that are difficult to share, it builds more trust within us. And I think that that's extremely important to build within a partnership and in a relationship. Finding those opportunities to continually build trust is imperative to obviously build upon the foundation of a relationship. Uh, And then finally, which probably I should have said at the start, and it's to pick the right partner. Um, being in a relationship with someone who is aligned with your values comes into compatibility, but comes into, you know, when we talk about triggers and stuff, like ultimately you want someone who has similar core values to you because it's likely then that the way that you see the world is quite similar and makes sense. And, um, they're going to have, somewhat a better understanding to hold space for you to exist as you are and for you to do that for them as well. When I told you earlier about um, the the ex who, you know, told me about all these different women that he found attractive, something that I found interesting and I remember sharing this with him was In the relationship before that, I felt like I was the most beautiful woman in the world to him. Um, I trusted him completely and he was someone who, even though he didn't need to, was someone who would share um, his... Uh, what's the word, adoration for me. He like called me beautiful a lot. He complimented me. He 
reassured me and it was mutual, right? Like we both share these things. I'm an extremely expressive person, so I would share that as well. And then the next relationship after that felt like the total opposite. And I remember saying to him, like, you have never even called me beautiful. Or like, maybe you've used the word beautiful once. And he was like, yeah, I, you know, want to essentially reserve that. And I don't like calling people that or something like that. And it was just interesting for me because I had gone from this relationship where me being an expressive person and I was with someone who was expressive in that way and what it meant for our relationship, that was now really missing from this relationship. And I'm like, we just didn't vibe. Like that was just, it was so the wrong partner for me in hindsight. But at the time when I would share these things, it, it didn't allow for a deeper connection. In fact, it just kind of like created more space between us because I didn't get any kind of positive feedback, any kind of assurances. Not that you, not that I believe that we should rely on the validation of our partners in order to feel good about ourselves. But I do absolutely think that it's important to share kind words, to compliment our partners. We can have such a great impact on making um, our partners feel good about themselves sometimes. And yes, that's not our job. But for me, that's something that I really value, I guess, is I love words of affirmation. So it's something that I share and I appreciate, um, yeah, the uplifting spirit that can come from words. And I like sharing that. So picking the right partner is important because it is going to trigger and bring about these feelings of insecurities and jealousy in a different way, depending on who you're with. Now moving on to things that you can do within yourself because there's obviously stuff that we can sort through with our partners and manage that in a certain way but what can we do for ourselves within ourselves I don't believe that every single time for every moment that you feel a little bit insecure or jealous that you need to go and have a big discussion with your partner you know like maybe there are some quick ways to go about it but it can become pretty draining. So what's important, of course, in this whole podcast is about self. It's about building self-awareness, self-work so that we can manage and regulate things within ourselves because that's ultimately what we have control and power over. So the first thing is self-reflection, taking time to reflect on your feelings, on these feelings of insecurities and jealousy. Are they based on facts? When we talk about insecurities, that's about thinking about what are the doubts within myself? Like what is the narrative that is going on within me? Where does it stem from? And what can I do about it? When it comes to jealousy, is this based on something that I am creating in my mind? When I say that, 
It's not because I'm saying you're creating something in your head that's not there. It's because I've been that person who has created stuff or made assumptions about things or created a story from like seeing one thing because it's like my worst fear being played out. You know, our thoughts have an incredibly powerful impact on our emotions and on our actions. So when we start thinking stuff or making stuff up in our heads, that can dictate what we then start to feel. And then obviously that dictates how we behave. So when you catch yourself spiraling and If I say the word spiral and you're like, yeah, I've had those moments, like you will know when you're spiraling because you can follow that chain of negative thinking and it just starts going down and deep and there's just this pattern that you might notice. And if you notice them repeating themselves, start to challenge those negative thoughts. Ask yourself if they are based on something real or if they're based on any kind of assumptions that you're making are they based on you observing a particular behavior that reminds you of a past experience and then begin to practice sitting with the discomfort that they you know that this can bring up and uncovering the layers within that What's important there is to reflect and to recognize where these things come from, which then can inform you to better communicate with your partner. You know, for me, I grew up thinking that if a man cheated on me, that it was my fault. So insecurities developed within me that, you know, the ones I shared about earlier about me not being worthy to be loved or not good enough. It's because I was told by people that the reason my dad cheated on my mum was because my mum X, you know, oh, because she like didn't look after herself in this way or blah, blah, blah. So the blame then became on her. And so what I was hearing from that is if someone cheats on me, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because I'm not doing something enough. And that produced a lot of insecurities in me thinking that I had to be perfect and I had to be all these things in order to be good enough. And that's something that when I realized I was really then able to work through and recognize true value and worth within myself, not having to earn any of that. Um, if you feel yourself spiraling into certain negative patterns, thought patterns, then using something like positive affirmations to shift your mindset, to reduce these feelings of insecurity can be really helpful. Um, Something else that you can do is to engage in activities that help you build confidence within yourself. Something that I've had to do and I've done a lot of work on is rebuilding trust within myself and understanding and doing stuff where I can see value within myself. It's almost like stepping outside of my body and looking at myself from a a third party perspective, sometimes just to be able to really see me and see, um, 
see myself wholly as I am. So doing stuff that really boosts your self-esteem and that can be a great positive feedback loop. So that can be doing stuff that you are really great at, stuff that you enjoy. For me, that looks like um, dancing. It looks like doing all my favorite activities like snowboarding and then just getting really hyped up about myself. So I like to go snowboarding and then challenge myself to do something and go and do it. And being able to do that and see that within myself and go, oh, sometimes I feel like such a badass and it's great and it's a great boost for my self-esteem because that validation is coming from me. It's not coming from anyone else. It's just me looking at myself. Um, So we have self-reflection. We have, you know, engaging stuff that's going to build your self-confidence. And then mindfulness and self-care. I think having a mindfulness practice and being able to prioritize doing the things that help you take care of yourself also help to manage and regulate these emotions, particularly when you feel that they are unreasonable at times. Whatever that is that you can do that's going to alleviate stress and anxiety normally is going to help. So conscious breathing practice, um, spending time reading, spending time doing stuff where you can just love yourself is really helpful. But ultimately, obviously to, to uncover the layers and stuff, it kind of really is based around that self-reflection. And finally, for me, it's seek professional help. Like therapy is not just something to engage in when or if you feel like you are suffering from a mental health issue. It's something that I have found profoundly valuable in my life because I've been able to see and uncover layers within myself that I wouldn't have ordinarily been able to do alone by myself. And in that previous relationship um, where with my ex, when I started going to therapy, it was this huge turning point for me and as a result for our relationship as well because it shifted so much of these negative patterns of behavior outside of insecurities and jealousy. It impacted the way that I dealt with conflict. It impacted how I managed my anger and my frustrations and my my rage that I would experience. It was just so incredibly helpful. And if you have the resources to do so, then I, then I highly encourage you invest in seeking professional help to work through and to also uncover the deep roots of insecurities and jealousy that you might experience. And again, like I, I know that I said at the start of the episode to not conflate the two, but I think often the two show up in relationships kind of together at the same time. You know, it's often that 
if you see perhaps like your partner interacting with another person and you start to feel something that there are two things simultaneously going on that a part of you might feel that you're not good enough um and then at the same time feel like well it's threatening and so maybe a part of that is even linked it's it's threatening because i feel like i'm not good enough or worthy to stick around for whatever it is or that I think that my partner's going to cheat on me because I'm, you know, I've been cheated on before, whatever it is. Being able to wrestle with that stuff that exists within us only helps for us to understand ourselves better and then it allows us to work through and to cast light on these shadows that exist so that they don't have to follow us around forever. And speaking from experience through all these different relationships that I've had and through all the turbulent moments where I have felt extreme levels of insecurity and jealousy at different points in my life, I can say that through therapy, through everything that I've actually just shared all of these different tools in combination with each other have helped me to see myself, to love myself fully, to be a more secure version of myself. Of course, I've still got insecurities, but I'm able to see them and slowly manage and work through them one at a time. Um, And have also, I've also seen in myself a significant reduction in how jealous I am. Like, of course, it still comes up. Like, I am still, I would still call myself a jealous person. Um, it just doesn't come out in, like, batshit crazy behaviours, which is a great thing, ultimately. It's much healthier for my relationship, and I'm sure my partner's much happier for it as well. Um, and, yeah, ultimately, if you're in a relationship where you can be honest and vulnerable, which I hope that you are if you are in a relationship, Okay, so my camera just died, so I've had to do a reset. So where was I? What I was saying is hopefully you can share your vulnerability, your honesty, share about your insecurities and any jealousy that you might be experiencing to your partner and the right kind of partner is going to be able to hear that, to hold that space for you and likewise for you to be able to hold that space for your partner and hear them in those moments and to navigate that space together and to be able to respond in a way that is compassionate and understanding. You know, I think it's really important that we have empathy for our partners and to understand where it is that they're coming from and why it is they might feel the way that they do and taking in all the history that comes with them. Um, today, you know, funnily enough, I just, I just had this moment, um, where I made some comment to my partner about, oh yeah, you know, like, I hope you remember, you remember how valuable I am when we're old and some hot 20 something year old saying trying to hit on you something something silly like that I didn't actually 
I wasn't feeling insecure or anything in that moment. I just um, said it as a bit of a throwaway remark and a joke because we were talking about a bunch of other things. And he later, maybe about 10 or 15 minutes later, he's like, hey, you know that like none of that matters to me and that no one else is going to mean any, like no one else means anything to me as much as you do. Um, And he reassured me of his love for me and my value in his life. And he didn't have to do that. Like it wasn't, it's not that I was feeling an overwhelming sense of insecurity or anything at all. But what was so beautiful about that is it's almost like just in case you are feeling this, I just want you to know. And that feeling of safety, of being loved, of being seen because he knows all this stuff that I come from is just like, hey, I just want to let you know that I do love you and that I'm choosing you, you know. So that was just really beautiful. And in that moment, I'm like, that's why it's you. Like, this is why you're the right guy for me. It was just, yeah, really great. And something that I guess I wanted to share to to finish this episode on. So big episode for a solo episode. I don't usually talk for this long by myself. Um, So if you're still here, thanks for listening. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that is it for dealing with insecurities and jealousy in a relationship. Look, I get it. It can be pretty shitty to feel these things and it is okay to experience these emotions. It's a part of us. It's a part of the human experience. Ultimately, what matters though is how we choose to respond to these feelings when they come up. And when we have these experiences, my hope for you If you experience this, my hope for me is just to continue to work with yourself through self-reflection, through going in, uncovering the layers of it, understanding yourself more, having compassion for yourself as you do understand yourself more, and then being able to communicate that with your partner. You know, ultimately, it is all about just continuing to build our own self-awareness. And that is how we create happier and healthier relationships, both for us, with others, and for others as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I really appreciate your love, your support, your feedback. Thank you for the comments and messages that you send to me. I really do value them and treasure them so much. You can follow this podcast. I plug this every week. So if you're not following, please follow me on Instagram at self double underscore podcast and at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts or you can watch it on YouTube as well. I release episodes every Thursday. I will see you next week. Thank you and bye.